0: The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Catherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, Your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 6, When the Stones Sing and What It Means. This episode is about the stones and their songs and the way they connect the patterns in the earth, the patterns in the stars, and the patterns inside of you. Stones are the bones of the earth and when you pick one up, you're holding a part of the planet's skeleton, a fragment that holds memories reaching back for millions, even billions of years. Everything you see around you rests on bedrock, a layer of rock that runs deep under all the mountains and all the oceans in the world. And then there's the rock on top of this bedrock, the network of crisscrossing layers, formed in many different ways, layers of sand compressed over time, or cooling lines of lava rock, sometimes all folded together and then pushed up into the mountains, sometimes holding their secrets and buried and waiting for their turn to see the sunlight again, sometimes just laying out on the path on the trail you're hiking and small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. Dear Grandchildren, your body is made from the same minerals found in stones. All the stones from all parts of the planet and even some minerals found in the stars. Did you know the earth has a heartbeat? And just as energy pulses through your body and there are patterns of energies flowing through your blood and your bones, these patterns are echoed through the stones beneath your feet. and. When you stand on stone, or on the dirt, or even on the grass, in your bare feet, you are attuning yourself, the vibration of the patterns inside of you, with the vibration of the patterns in the stones as they hold the Earth together. Science has a name for the sounds the Earth makes as it spins and moves in its orbit in the galaxy. It's called the Schumann Resonance a measurable frequency named for scientist Winfried Otto Schumann. Now this resonance is explained by NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, as something caused by the energy generated by more than 50 lightning strikes each second across the Earth's surface. this energy circulates as electromagnetic waves, and these waves shift and change according to the seasons and the weather patterns. Resonance is what makes stones sing, and it's part of a universal song in all the cycles and orbits of the stars and the planets and their moons, creating what the ancients knew as a music of the spheres, or the celestial harmonies. These harmonies carry messages sometimes, from the prophetic in foretelling great shifts and changes in the earth to the personal, sending messages of warning or guidance or healing And the ancients knew how to listen to the stones sing and how to respond to the messages that they heard in them. This episode covers the first part, listening to the stones sing and understanding what they mean. And a future episode will cover the second part about how to respond to the messages that are heard. In the ancient schools, where the old ones taught the young ones all they needed to know about listening to the music of the spheres through the stones... Students learned of the importance of setting certain kinds of stones into specific parts of the land and they learned how to attune themselves to stone circles, how to feel and hear the vibrations of these stones and how the vibration changed and shifted every day depending on the time of year and the alignment of other planets and stars. They learned how to have a deep and ongoing conversation with the universe through these stones and how to use what they learned to ensure the well-being of their communities. There were even some who could tap into the energies of the songs of the stones and the songs of the stones as they sang to the stars and who could harness this energy to ensure the ongoing fertility of the land and its people. Once, way back, During a long-ago time, when the songs of the stones were an important part of the life of the people, a new teacher worked with a group of very young students, and some of them were learning for the very first time how to hear the songs of the stones. Stand there on that spot you've chosen and feel the dirt between your toes. That is how you begin, said their teacher, Kamina. Each child complied. Kamina smiled at their earnest expressions. There were twenty of them, all between the ages of four and six. The fours and sixes were in one group, the sturdy sixes watching the wide-eyed fours. And there were also seven five-year-olds who seemed to be in a world unto themselves. Kamina agreed with the wry assessment of her elders that There had to have been something in the water the year these fives were born, to have brought such a fun-loving band of dedicated mischief-makers into the world. Something in the water, or something they had all come into the world to do, she thought as she watched the fives making faces at each other. She knew they were already communicating without words in a way that made them seem wiser than their years. With the mid-morning sun already warm on their shoulders and their feet covered in silky brown dirt, they could hear the soft flutter of broad green leaves showing their undersides as a gentle breeze ruffled the branches of the trees standing tall around the circle of the clearing. They were gathered at the meeting place, halfway between the forest and the entrance to the stone song, where the people of the stones lived in three great circles the giant grey stones of the outer circle, the tall blue stones of the middle circle, and the carven quartz stones of the inner circle. Kamina stood in the middle of the long curving line of children as if she were the body of a large bird, and the children were its wings, all of them lined up on either side of her and leaning toward the threshold between the first and the last of the towering grey stones. Speak your experience, she said. What is it like to be standing here together in this moment? The dirt feels cool on my toes, but my face feels hot, said Angus, tallest of the fives. I smell the daisies, said Maeve, the tallest of the sixes. The leaves are laughing at the joke the wind just told, said Dahi, the bravest of the fives. It was quite rude, but I will repeat it. Ah, later, perhaps?' "'What else?' said Kamina. "'Can any of you feel this?' "'She sent them each a burst of joy, "'wrapped in her own happy experience of the place, "'and then invited the tendrils of their feeling and knowing "'to come forward to add to the spiral of playful cheerfulness. "'She began to weave about them all, "'something she knew they all held in their bones.'" This was one of the ways their people played from their earliest months of life, so for these children, working with colour and sparkling light in the air was just pure fun. They responded with bright smiles, sending their own silent bursts of colour and light toward the beautiful pattern they could now see taking shape above their heads, a woven sparkle of yellows and greens and deep indigo blue. None of them spoke now, humming together instead, and their eyes followed the intricate shimmering shape as it began to shift itself into a series of spirals, all pointing inwards and all beginning to drift closer to the threshold. When the first of the spirals reached the stones, it stopped, and then it began to whirl, and it emitted a musical tone waiting for something until an answering tone could be heard from the stone on the left. Then the spiral began moving forward and it went over the threshold, whirling faster and humming louder, until it disappeared past the middle circle. Komina and her students continued to weave and to send brightly glowing spirals into the stone circle, each one humming a different tone, and each one evoking a tonal response from different stones within the three circles. When all the stones had been sounded, Kamina held up her hands and the students stopped humming. A deep and satisfying silence grew and the moment stretched, lingering. There is a deeper silence still calling you, she whispered, just as the children began to stir, feeling as if maybe they'd felt enough. She reached out to them again. If you feel a kind of ripple, a sort of lovely tingle in your heart, and a sense that a door is opening, then you've got it, she told them. You're being welcomed, and you may move forward to walk among the stones. Within moments, the fives and the sixes began to move forward, but the fours hung back, suddenly nervous. This was their first time to the stones as students, and It was up to Kamina to help them find their way to the next step. The eight remaining children looked up at her, uncertainty in their faces. "'What's in there?' asked Emer. "'Only good things. See for yourself. Look into your heart,' said Kamina. "'Here, I'll show you.' Humming, she reached out to each of them, and they all closed their eyes as she helped them find their way to the tuning place." Then it happened. They were all in the magical space of their hearts together, inside the vibration where thoughts became language and where they could all hear one another. And they were all staring at each other in this inward space, in awe for a long golden moment. Kamina waited for the reaction that was inevitable in any first-time attunement. In this school, it was a classic first-day exercise, and it always ended up like this. Eight pairs of eyes flew open. I can speak thought! They all shrieked in each other's minds, their excitement rushing into the moment. And then the pain of their exuberance burst into their all-too-open minds, and they tumbled to the ground, stung. Then the sting dissolved. And they all laughed, rolling toward Kamina, who dropped to the ground with them, having absorbed the worst of the sting, and all hugging each other. A few moments later, they were standing again and looking a little more confident. You are ready, she told them. Go back into that space again. And this time, the stones will invite you into their circle. Go and find the one that is waiting to talk with you. Comina knew the students who had crossed the threshold already were themselves deep in conversation. And as she watched the last of the fours move into the circle, she knew the stones in this place, known as Stone Song, would be gentle with these young ones. After all, her ancestors had placed them here generations ago, and the long, unbroken conversation had brought much wisdom to both her people and to the people of the stones. Smiling to herself, Kamina opened her own heart, and then she stepped forward to follow her students into the stone song circle. Dear grandchildren, When stones sing, they offer the wisdom of the universe. The ancient humans who could hear their songs learned incredible things. We will return to the stone song circle in a future episode, To find out what wisdom Kamina and her students learned. The idea of stones holding information and even sharing ideas and wisdom is not as far fetched as it might seem, especially if you remember that crystals and stone-based technologies are used to make components of computers and digital phones and everything that uses coding or programming to make machines work. The difference between this ancient fiction of the Stone Song Circle and your computer or your phone is that humans create digital technologies that power our modern electronics. The power that creates the seismic and cosmic technologies that power our planet and our universe is most definitely beyond human scope. Those rocks beneath your feet and the bedrock holding up our entire civilization will endure long after we are gone. Knowing that the bones of the earth are millions and billions of years old, who wouldn't want to tap into even a small part of the wisdom they contain? And at the risk of repeating myself, you may be sensing a theme in these stories, dear grandchildren. Who knows what you are capable of learning when you open your heart and attune yourself to the patterns in the earth and the energies of its stones? Thank you for listening to Episode 6 of The Grandmother Stories. I'm Catherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. This podcast is for my grandchildren. To share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned. And the brilliant pieces of incredible joy i've managed to find even in my darkest hours i'm sending this out to all of you dear grandchildren because i know you have come into this life with a purpose just like every single child on the planet today it's easy to forget sometimes that your voice your gifts your insights your presence in the world matters the world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times.